I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to the Ballhawks podcast. We are four days away from the NFL draft, and uh, we got a a full lineup card today of hooligans to help us out with our mock draft uh, episode. Uh, Joined here, as always, with the Raiders lacrosse. Is that that what your team name is, Chris? There you go. Sport it. He's a Raiders fan, peeps. You heard it here first. Uh, what's happening, dude? Just trying to get through my Sunday. Um, like I've seen you guys before we jumped on, just hectic. Olivia had swimming lessons this morning. I had to go to go grocery shopping this morning. Kids got birthday party to go to, and then I have to travel to uh, the metropolis that is Princeton. Before that, you gotta go do some doorframe shopping too. You'd be all set. Yeah, Ted, why are you yelling at me again? <laughs> hit, hit the depot up. <laughs> Uh, so we brought on our boys from the PP one podcast here. Um, I don't know where to start. Ryan, you've got a great mustache, but, uh, Ted, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, he commented on me first. So <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I feel like I see Ryan frequently with the amount of times that we've been podcasting the last little bit here. So I'm stoked. NFL's just around the corner. So I think it's like that time where NHL sort of winding down and we're all sort of switching gears a little bit. And I think I'm, I'm just like most people stoked for what's going on in the draft. And, and we all know the Canucks have essentially almost mathematically been eliminated. So it's time to reshift our gears. Uh, Macho man, Ryan Hank, what's, uh, what's happening, dude? This is your, this is your oh, first yeah. appearance. You know what? I'm really excited and I feel honored because this isn't normally something that I should be invited to. Uh, <laughs> the NFL draft isn't exactly my strong suit. I get invited like every year. Hey, Ryan, you want to come watch the draft? And I'm always working because, you know, it's on at four o'clock our time. So most people are still continuing a nine to five job. Um, I feel I don't know if you guys remember that Canadian tire commercial where they uh, have uh, they're all picking teams for hockey. And then there's like the kid brother, Albert. Like, oh, like, he's your kid, brother. Like, come on, Albert. And then he ends up being like a superstar. So I'm really feeling like this is going to be my day to shine here. So that's going to be uh, a little spoiler for all you uh, football fans watching on the Ballhawks. I get the first freaking pick. I'm going to cause some chaos. It's just like real life in our fantasy leagues. It's 100% exactly like that. Yeah, I'm going to draft Danny Watkins' brother, as it says on my name. So Yeah. 
Yeah, well, um, we so just to give a little context here, I uh, I kind of randomized the draft. I I picked out the teams that had one selection and then teams that had two selections because uh, this year's a very unique draft. We have uh, eight different teams picking twice in the first round, so the math just worked. Where we're gonna have eight picks each uh, and a couple, as Jacksonville's savior has now uh, anointed himself on the screen. Uh, yeah, we're going to get eight picks. <laughs> Two of those are going to be from teams, uh, that pick twice in the first round. So that's, that's kind of fun. And when I threw that into the simulator and Ryan's name came up for Jacksonville, I almost hit re like, you know, refresh it to do it one more time. Cause I'm like, what, what kind of chaos is Ryan going to start right away? Like Lots. he's going to pick, he's going to do the Matt Ferguson. Yeah, the, the Matt Ferguson classic where he's like, uh, this guy plays in the CFL, right? I'll pick him first. Joffrey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is G. Roy Simon yeah. still available? Yeah, um, Weston Dressler. So, yeah, I was going to take him. <laughs> hey, he might be available. I have I have no idea. I haven't heard that he's declared for the draft, uh, but he might. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, we, we might as well jump right into this bad boy. Um, we don't really have a draft list up but um yeah ryan it's the jacksonville jaguars and you are officially on the clock i'm cashing in on that first pick (laughs) i'm I'm loaded with sound (laughs) oh my goodness so um i'm a big supporter of the jaguars as everyone knows Uh, I, i have i have every jersey but theirs so um but I'm going to get one and I'm going to be absolutely going like, I don't know how you don't pick this guy and I know I'm on the clock. So that's fine. But uh, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of Michigan football. I do. And uh, is there even a doubt that we've got this like absolute stud muff and he's part of the, the road warriors. You can see with his face paint on his, on his draft photo. Um, the guy's an absolute monster. Um, he loves playing against Ohio state 15 pressures last year. Don't know if you guys knew that. Um, but from the Michigan Wolverines, Aidan Hutchinson drafting. There we it's, go. It's, it's into it's into it's into the reality. Into Roger Goodell. I love how you just called him part of the Road Warriors because that was the, that was the first thing <laughs> I thought his, of. I was like, he just needs a little red. Yeah, he needs like a little bit of red. Oh, yeah, man. I like so, it. Um, maybe I'll, uh, so. Maybe from now on, I'll I'll say uh, who the next pick is, and then kind of who's in the queue. So so if you're um, wondering if you if you have to pick next, so. At number two, the Detroit Lions, Ted is on the clock, and then Chris is oh. going to follow it up with the Houston Texans. So, Ted, who you got? Mm, also a huge uh, Detroit Lions fan, have been for, <laughs> for a long time, for as long as they've been bad, uh, which is forever. That's the Browns, actually. So not a huge <laughs> Detroit Lions fan. Uh, but with needs at edge, quarterback, corner there's lots of t- t- to choose from here and when that kind of pisses me off that you took Aiden Hudson I think there's <laughs> pressure here to take a Trayvon Walker but I'm going to go off the board a little bit and take Kayvon Thibodeau Ooh, I think right. that's uh I mean the Miles Garrett comparisons are scary I mean he looks yeah. the part I think I think down the road he's got the highest ceiling of all these guys remaining on the board, and I think that you get uh, a higher floor with somebody like Thibodeau, but or not Thibodeau Walker, but I think Thibodeau might be the the right pick here. So, 
I'm going to go with uh, with Oregon sophomore Kayvon Thibodeau. Those Oregon edge rushers getting picked high. How how has that worked out in the past That's for right. some people? <laughs> Stick jerseys, hey, but they don't. I'm I'm, I'm picking as if I'm Detroit here, so right. it's very likely that I'm going to make a home run mistake, right? <laughs> I, I, I like that. I mean, he's got probably the fastest two steps coming off the edge. He looks scary. To me, he's the one guy who I can't figure out if he's going to go two overall or if he's going to go 12 overall. Like, yeah, I, I just I have no clue where he's going in there. So we got back-to-back edge rushers. Uh, Chris is on the clock with the Houston Texans, and then I get the New York Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. So I was really excited when you gave me the Texans because it was probably the easiest team to get <laughs> to draft for um, because I don't really have to worry about what position I'm drafting because when you look in, at what their team needs are, it's, it just says everything. It actually says that. All available. It does say that. Second string quarterback, third string quarterback, <laughs> right so wing in hockey. I really <laughs> can't make a mistake here with with who i pick i think i might just go with like coolest name on the board Ooh, um, this is a tough maybe. one there, there are some pretty cool names There's on, on cool the board names. That, that's that's for sure uh but i think with the third overall pick heading to the afc south houston texans from louisiana state university Derek stingley jr wow wow cornerback Wow, wow, wow. You so guys probably the, the highest overall player rated on the board, too. So, um, th- this is the best part of doing a, a mock draft with multiple people is you just get so many different varying opinions, and that, that's why the draft is so exciting because you start getting 32 GMs in on these kinds of things who value players at a different height. Like, I don't have Stingley going there at all. Other people do. And that's where it starts like, oh, this guy fell to me. He's like, he's the best player in the draft. No, this guy's the best player in the draft. Um, So I've got the New York Jets here on the clock. Ted is coming back with the New York football Giants. Um, The Jets at four, I feel like it's got to be a corner because in my opinion, the best corner in the draft just fell to me. Um I have Sauce Gardner as the best corner in the draft. He's still sitting there. Uh, but then you you start thinking about, um, you know, protecting the quarterback. I know they uh, they have that big behemoth Becton on one side. You could also pair him with another tackle. Um, but I think I've got to take Sauce Gardner here. Too good, That's too long, too name. rangy. Sauce Gardner to the New York Jets. They're going to waste that pick too. <laughs> I love it. And there's a ton of these huge corners in this draft too this year, right? These these long sort of lengthy guys that just cover range. They don't look like, they don't look super quick, but that's not really the, the mode of what today's NFL quarter is going forward either, right? Yeah, and I, I would agree. They I don't know if it's because they're so long and rangy that they don't look quick. And then I think Sauce Gardner ran like a four four one or something like that at the combine. Mm-hmm. So like they're moving, they just look smooth and like it's just so effortless with it. So oh, how did this? Okay, so we've got uh we're gonna be sitting here listening to Fiji for a while here. We've got the New York Football Giants Ted at five. We've got the Panthers Wait. with Ted at six, and we have back to the New York Football Giants. 
I'm getting dummied in real at life, seven. and they're also getting dummied in real life. The Jake's Jags. got 12 picks great. and watched them all be trash players. <laughs> he assumes that like, their that. mock drafts will be bad as well as their real draft will be bad. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who takes on the Jaguars, they are going to fail. Yeah. I mean, it, you have to think there's going to be a multitude of trades. Those guys got a ton of ammunition. I could see them walking away only making eight picks in this draft or even less. Right. Um, so before you, before you get started there, Ted, I I guess I forgot one thing at the start of it. We are doing a stick and pick draft. Um, there's probably a a ton of different trades that are going to happen in the first round just for ease of, you know, not making ridiculous trades. We're doing a stick and pick draft here. So Ted, you've got the first pick of the New York football giants at number five. New York football giants. So again, uh, needs we're looking at probably tackle, edge i mean this is going to be a pretty common theme uh tight end which isn't going to happen and then corner and there's some good ones on the board here too so uh at the end of the day i don't think it matters who's playing quarterback for this franchise if you can't be protected and there's some good ones on the board here but i figure uh the giants you know keep it safe and and go to alabama to select junior evan neal uh i mean this could be a guy that just plunks his way in day one starter doesn't miss any starts and and just sort of cruises to like a 12-year career here where you don't have to worry about this position at all so uh i think they have to take consistency here and i think that comes in the form of evan neal that that's a really interesting philosophy when you start thinking about what teams are going to pick like like you said he's probably he i in my opinion he is the safest tackle there and it's like they can't afford to take a swing on a guy and miss at this point um, if they really want to see what Daniel Jones has, they've got to protect him. Evan Neal's going to come in there. He's going to start from day one. Um, great pick. Now you've got the Carolina Panthers, where this could start m- messing some things up. And then you, again, are are in the hole with the New York Giants' second pick. Uh, okay, so I, I, I really wanted to go... <laughs> The way that the the selections shook down, I don't have a lot of like these these chances to make exciting picks. Like a lot of them, we're talking about as we go down these teams that you stuck me with, including the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thanks for that. Yeah, I didn't um, want them. A lot of really like you know D linemen. We're looking at probably interior linemen, and I want to have some fun. And although I think it's like it would be smart for the Panthers to to go tackle here and maybe take a, a Charles Cross, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna say swing for the fences and they take Malik Willis here. I think they're, they're going back. I think this is, it's too high. It's clearly too high. And this seems like a Panther pick to me. Um, You know, that, that sort of like Mike Vick factor, the extra running back factor that Carolina has just been known for, for the last like decade or so. And, and, and I don't, (laughs) I I don't see any reason why not to spend a funky pick here. And I'm going to go Malik Willis in this one. (laughs) Good call. Yeah. That, that's definitely, like I said, where it could get messy. Ideally, I think if you're the Carolina Panthers, if Malik Willis was that pick, let's say you are picking correctly, I think you would hope to get a trade out of that out of that spot to move into the mid-teens early. Who, who knows where, but you, you definitely probably don't want to be picking Malik Willis at six, but... It's a good pick. Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I think their guy. It could be a. It could be a fun. This is the chance. You're right. This is the spot at six where it just muddies the draft, and yep. I think Carolina has the the potential to do that. I, I think you're on the right trail, though. I don't. I don't know if Malik Willis is going to be that pick, but I do think Carolina definitely goes quarterback, and I think they stick at six and get their guy. 
Uh, okay, we've got number seven, the New York Football Giants, back to Ted again. Man, Ted, you might as well just pick for everybody here. Uh, uh, and then Ryan so is after with the Falcons at eight. Gardner's been some taken. good choices there. Okay, so I think they stay. I think the I think the Giants stay on the line, but they go to the defensive side of the football. And I'm going to take Jeremiah or Jermaine Johnson the second in this spot. I think they're going edge. Uh, I don't know. I think after this part, I think it starts to get a little bit convoluted who the top edge is left in this part. And I think that I think that Jermaine Johnson might be uh, the guy that they're targeting here. So um, it might be, again, a little bit off the board. And I think it's a chance to muddy this up in the, the three picks that you gave me in a row. So I'm going to stick like with it. that. I like it. I like it being muddied up. Uh, we've got Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons and then Christopher with his Seattle Seahawks. Hold up. Hold hey. up. Hey. There we go. I'm just, just finding guys here. Make, make sure I, I'm doing what I need to do. So, I mean, you look at the Falcons, clearly they need a quarterback. And I think now that Willis is off the board and maybe that, maybe you see them make that kind of trade and maybe Atlanta moves up to make that pick in real life. I think that's definitely possible, but uh, I mean, if, that- if Carolina wants Malik Willis, there's no way they're trading to a team to they both need a quarterback right so. so i mean if that trade happens if atlanta's trading up they're definitely trading to the giants to leapfrog carolina yeah 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 so anyway they're they're in a position and i mean they, they do have some needs but i mean you're not going to be going anywhere if you don't have a guy that can throw the ball so um i'm gonna go with uh i got a feeling about this and uh I don't know why he just maybe he's just a good looking dude. He's, <laughs> he's got, uh, I, I mean, Ryan's he just torched it in his senior year in high school. Um, fake slide against Wake Forest in the ACC conference champ. P- people love that stuff. Um, <laughs> that's not the reason I'm drafting him. Um, the dude just, he's a slick Rick. He's, he's everything you want a quarterback. He had 4,300 yards last year. Uh, throwing 42 touchdowns, um, seven picks. I don't know how you cannot pick a guy like Kenny Pickett. Like, it's in his name. I'm picking Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. <laughs> it's in his name. I mean, he's slick. He kind of looks like uh, what's a spickle from draft day. Um, oh, for, come on, Ted. Help me out here. No, Chris, you're on your own. Oh, man. Who's, who's, uh, who's Diddy's quarterback in that in that movie? I'll, I'll figure it out halfway through. But uh, that's <laughs> this is why Ryan doesn't get invited. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna Google that right now. There we go. So we don't have dead airspace. This is this is why we invited these boys to really shake things up, get people talking about a mock draft. Kenny Pickett, boys. Now, Chris, a little disappointed. Two of the top quarterbacks are off the board when Seattle comes to pick. Uh, we've got Chris with the Seahawks, and then I am picking next for the Je- the Jets' second pick. Who you got, Chris? Yeah, so Seahawks' uh, ninth overall pick here. Um, I'm not that dis- disappointed about uh, some of the quarterback prospects coming off the board. Malik Willis would have been nice in this spot, maybe, but I'm I've been talking about it. You, you guys know I'm I'm on team. Uh, you know, push quarterback to next year. Uh, let's focus on 
uh, filling all the other holes that, that Seattle has. I mean, we have needs at both left and right tackle. We have needs for edge rushers. We need a, a you know, probably a number one cornerback still because DJ Reed. Uh, went, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Yeah. Um, so, so the Seahawks have, have a lot of needs. Um, there's some guys on the boards here. I mean, Charles Cross, Iki Ikwanu, um, both at, at tackle. Um, I mean, some people have been saying, you know, Seattle should maybe take Kyle Hamilton and move Jamal Adams down into the box. I mean, that's another need for Seattle is, is linebacker. Like, you know, it's someone like Devin Lloyd on the table here or Trent McDuffie from, uh, from Washington cornerback from Washington there. Right. So there, there's definitely a lot of needs, um, that, that Seattle has, uh, I mean, who is the right guy? I know who I want to take. I just can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. I, it, I just blanked on his name. But I believe... Well, you're is, looking, Chris. There's a yeah. guy from, from Texas. His name is Cameron Dicker, and he's a kicker. So yeah, I'm gonna Dicker the kicker. Like, I can't wait to see this guy in the NFL. So I know you're finding your guy. So I figured, you know, a little lighthearted moment there. This is why Ryan doesn't get invited to these things or This schools. is 100% the reason I don't get invited. To Two places Ryan isn't invited to. On NFL podcasts and schools, actually, as a fun fact. The irony is I do run an NFL podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And a pretty damn good one, too. All right, Chris, who are you picking? All right, I'm going to shake things up here. From the Georgia Bulldogs, defensive lineman. This guy was super impressive at the Combine. Jordan Davis. Wow. The Seahawks are moving to a a 3-4 this year. They're going to need a guy that can play inside and out. I mean, they've seen Aaron Donald just absolutely destroy game plans for the last 10 years. Um, it's time to get that get their guy that can do the same thing. And uh, Jordan Davis, come on to the Pacific Northwest. Wow. Crazy. So average draft, average draft position for Jordan Davis is in the 20s. So that's, uh, I mean, it could be construed as a reach, but if that's your guy, then it makes sense, right? Now, do I think Seattle's going to stick at nine? No. You just think maybe they end up with Davis. It could be just at a later pick. I think they could take him at nine too, right? right? The interesting thing about that is we have this guy who was great all year for the Bulldogs. I mean, for me, it's hard to judge though that whole Georgia defensive line in the linebackers because they were just loaded with talent. Like who made who better? Um, and the other thing is with with the Rams just winning the Super Bowl and Aaron Donald being so dominant for so many years, um, I kind of wonder if teams are going to start valuing kind of that DT position a little bit more uh, when they find a guy that can kind of wreck the game. And I'm not saying Jordan Davis is the next Aaron Donald, but um, you're kind of always looking for it. Uh, So we've got me with the Jets for their second pick in the first round. And then Ted is going to be there for the Washington Commanders. Uh, at 11. So for me, uh, at four, Sauce Gardner fell into my lap. I had to take him. I was actually looking at a tackle, and um, my my number one tackle is still on the board somehow. I have no idea how you idiots let uh, him fall. But if I'm the Jets, this is a home run draft. Um, like I said, they've already got Mackay Becton penciled in at, at left tackle. 
Um, I've got my pick between Charles Cross and Iki Aquanu. I think Iki Aquanu has a super high ceiling. So if you're okay throwing him over at right tackle, which why wouldn't you to bookend your tackles? Um, I think they've got a pair of just monsters there uh, protecting Zach Wilson for the next 10, 15 years. So I'm going Iki Aquanu. And I, if I'm the Jets, I can't run to the podium fast enough uh, to send this pick in. I've seen you run too, so it's fast. It's really fast. Run. It's really fast. fast. <laughs> gotta go fast. Uh, so we got Ted with the Washington Commanders at eleven, and then Chris is picking for the Minnesota Vikings. Who you got, Ted? Uh, the Commanders are kind of a funny spot, right? I mean, they're they're the team in this draft that needs the most help in in, in the defensive backfield, right? There's there's they've been beat up there. They've lost in free agency, and and there's already been a run on defensive backs in this part of the draft too. And normally I wouldn't take a safety this high, but mm-hmm. for somebody like Kyle Hamilton, I think you have to. So for me, this is the perfect spot for the Washington commanders to select Kyle Hamilton. I think he obviously can control the backfield. He's a, he's a threat to just demolish people as well as pick balls, but he could be that guy that sort of sits in that division and just ruins things for quarterbacks for the next eight or nine years. So Kyle Hamilton would be my pick out of Notre Dame. That's a great pick. I know I know on a lot of draft boards he kind of somehow he went from like top of draft boards to kind of sliding because he I think he ran like a four seven one at his pro day, but just watch if you watch any tape on this kid, he just he's gonna be a game changer for a long, long, long time. And if yeah, if you're the commanders, that is such a nice value pick for you. Uh, we've got Chris with the Vikings and then Chris is coming back with Houston's second pick in the first round with, uh, oh, they got that one from the Browns for the Deshaun Watson trade. And the, uh, the free fall is on here for Trevon Walker. I mean, he's now fallen out of the top 10 for us in this draft. So just going to throw that out there. That, yeah, that, that's really interesting. There, there's a couple that I did not Cameron think would fall out of the top 10. Cameron Dicker still up there too. <laughs> kicker Dicker. Uh, just like so a kicker year. <laughs> Minnesota's got some needs. Looks like on the offensive line here, they've got some needs for interior offensive linemen. Um, I think at the number 12 pick, it doesn't make sense for them to go into on to the interior O line. Um, so this could be a, a you know potential spot depending on kind of who lands here, who falls, who who's available. Uh, maybe this might be a spot that Minnesota trades back to tr- to maybe look at a Tyler Linderbaum uh, in the later teens, early 20s, something like that. Um, but they do also have a need for edge rushers. They have a need for cornerback. Um, I am going from the Washington Huskies. He's going from Husky Purple to Viking Purple. Cornerback Trent McDuffie. Oh, okay. wow. Good pick. Also a top five name in the draft, too. I'll throw that out there. So. That's fair. There's a lot of really good names in this draft. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so it's, it's, got, he just ranked slightly ahead of Linderbaum. Uh, we've got Chris with the Houston Texans, which should be easy enough. I mean, they, they got a really solid corner there. But like you said, they need everything but a number one corner now that they have that drafted. Uh, and then we're going to 14 for my Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, so uh, again, Houston needs everything. Um, there's there, there's some some tempting guys on on the board here. I mean, Charles Cross is still sitting there. He's he's fallen out of the top ten as well, which is uh, a, a big surprise. 
Um, I'm, I mean, they do have Laramie Tunsil there in Houston. So, you know, again, Charles Cross, is that a guy that you want to put at right tackle or, or it, you know, again, is this a spot that some, someone wants to trade up and get this guy to be their left tackle of the future? Jamison Williams um, is sitting there. there. There's edge rushers, but I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, Ted just mentioned this guy and I think it's a no brainer for, for Houston. Talk about not being able to run up to the podium fast enough from Georgia, Trayvon Walker. Another yeah. another home run pick for them. Yeah. Man, we just we just solved value, value, all value. the problems of really bad teams. I'm not gonna lie. Like, fuck, we're good at this. <laughs> we're so good at this. <laughs> uh, so I'm on the clock with the Ravens here. Ryan is uh, following with the Philadelphia Eagles first pick. Um, I have to say, if the if the board fell that way, uh, the Ravens are extremely happy. A few of you had mentioned at 11, the commanders, that's probably a trade up situation for the Ravens. Um, it wouldn't cost a whole lot of capital um, or maybe even to the Houston Texans one, one pick ahead. Um, any of those positions, if my, my big thought was if one of those premier players uh, started to fall, I, if I'm the Ravens, I'm making that call for a Trayvon Walker Um it, it's just, it's too tempting. But for me here, the Ravens have some different needs. Um, you, they've got their starting two corners coming back from injuries, one of them a major injury. Uh, they could probably use some D-line help. I know a lot. Uh, Jordan Davis has, has been mocked in here, but he got picked earlier. Um, if, if I see this draft board, Charles Cross is far and away the best rated player on the board um they not even close did, in it yeah in my opinion it's not even close either they did just uh bring in somebody to be on the opposite side of ronnie stanley ronnie stanley's injured uh so if everything comes back and they get their tackles back you can always kick charles cross inside to guard for a year to start um and and let him get get his feet under him but i'm picking charles cross Mississippi State. Uh, we have the Philadelphia Eagles with Ryan and then the New Orleans Saints with Christopher at 16. Ryan, who do you got? Yeah, this is a tough one because there's been a few guys that have now come off the board and maybe this is what it feels like to be in a real life draft room where, hey, no. it doesn't go exactly how you want. So um, I've been looking around. I mean, it's the Eagles. Used to be a big fan. Big fan. Used to be. <laughs> um, I had a Terrell Owens jersey. That should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> to you. And, and and a hat, and a hat, and as a well. Hat. So that's pretty much a full commitment to the Eagles organization. Um, but uh, I mean, they're going to want to get after a few of those teams. Uh, dominantly, uh, it's it's going to be the Cowboys that they're going to want to be punishing a lot. And to punish people, you need to have guys that can hit. And you need to have guys that can be versatile. And fun fact about George Kalaftis, he's from Greece. Didn't know that. <laughs> Didn't know that. Um, but, uh, I love Ryan's fun facts. <laughs> like if you're, you're, you're not coming here for stats. I, I, anyone that knows me, I'm, I'm not your stats guy. Uh, but uh, he basically... he. He, he basically plays every single snap, so he's versatile in that way that you you can put him wherever you kind of need him. At the same time, like he hasn't he doesn't show any signs of weakness as far as an injury goes. And 
I mean, how many guys do you see that maybe have a later pro day or something because of an injury and uh, a guy like George, he's ready to go. He's ready to start for those Eagles fly Eagles fly now with batteries. George Kalafis from Purdue. Lock it in. <laughs> why do we, this is exactly why we brought Ryan on. Uh, we're we're going to do one more pick before we take a short little TV timeout break. So, Chris, you've got to go to the bathroom the, at that point or what? Nope. Oh. We got Chris with the New Orleans Saints. Who you got? So Saints have needs. I mean, this this is definitely a team that um, you know is likely to. They made a trade with uh, Philly to get a second first round pick. Uh, lots of speculation that they're going to be looking to trade up, probably into that top ten. Uh, you know, maybe into that five spot that the Giants currently hold to try to get their quarterback, maybe leapfrog, leapfrog uh, Carolina and Atlanta. Um, AFC South is uh, is in uh, dire need of some, some quarterback help for the future. They did bring back Jameis, but obviously that that's not the long term solution there. Um, for oh man, for the Saints though, I mean they, they do have some other needs outside of Michael Thomas. They don't have much at the wide receiver. Uh, Marcus Callaway looked okay. Traycon Smith hasn't been great. Uh, I am going to the ohio the ohio state there you go garrett wilson that's a wide receiver pick. that's a good pick good wow pick. First, um first wide out off the board I first wide i got i gotta be honest i would spend a lot of money betting to say that the first wide out comes well before number 16 in this draft um but but who knows like maybe we're missing so i probably could have taken a wide out with uh, the New York Jets at either of their positions. Um, I just feel like when better players are falling and there's still a need to grab them, go get the better players. Um, we're halfway through round one. We're going to take a quick break here before I'm back on the clock with the Chargers making their selection. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Support the Ball Hawks podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BALLHAWKS20 at Manscaped.com. Let's chat for a second here, fellas. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. 
I now feel confident shaving my boys. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BALLHAWKS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BALLHAWKS20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Nice Fun voice, fact. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Talked about Manscaped. Um, it doesn't, like it's called the lawnmower. I have the 3.0. Uh, use it for your boys, not for the actual lawn. It takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it gets, when, when you use it the way it's supposed to be, man, does it get close. I mean, like a work part down there. That, that, that's a glaring review from somebody who basically wears a shirt under his shirt all the time man it's always sweater season it's for me always <laughs> sweater season in the hank household yeah, your, your yeah. wife is such a lucky woman ryan such a lucky woman mm, look at there's so much to <laughs> offer there <laughs> good lord okay back to football stuff uh the los angeles chargers have you know a couple needs they could use a corner um andrew booth jr is just sitting there very intriguing player, very complete. Uh, like we were talking about, Ted, sometimes you want to just hit a, a double instead of swinging for a home run. That's maybe what Andrew Booth Jr. is. Um, again, so many of these wideouts have fallen to me. Um, they could use a tackle. Trevor Penning is still there. Um, mean, nasty dude. I I think with Mike Williams coming uh, off of his injury, they might lean towards wide receiver in this draft if this is how it fell um you know and i i'm looking at drake london from usc who can kind of fill that big boy role of mike williams um so if this is how the board land yeah falls to me i'm the chargers picking drake london and the wide receiver run has started so it's contagious. It's contagious. Not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> For a franchise that's had a ton of success with with those big boy receivers too, right? So that makes sense. I think you made a really good point about like it taking till I don't know what pick was it sixteen for the first receiver to come off the board in uh, in a draft where I was initially kind of expecting as many as six to go in the first round. So if that's to happen, they're gonna it's gonna be a hot and heavy run on wide receivers over the next little bit here. I was also listening. I can't remember what I was listening to last week and. There's a really interesting debate that was brought up with wide receivers because you just had Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill sign these monster deals that they're making more than quarterbacks are. Um, I, they they were talking about how in the first round, you might actually see more wide receivers sneaking in because of the price tag that comes with them, kind of like what is happening with quarterbacks, right? You get them for five years on the cheap. So does that start filtering some second round talent into the first round to avoid paying a guy 25 plus million dollars uh at at a wide out position so yeah think about uh think about running backs like uh 10 15 years ago right i mean we're in the same mode where that we're not seeing you know as many running backs sort of like masquerade in that number one spot as to be you know, top guys where they sort of share the load now because contracts are getting so high and they're talking about mileage. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a different scenario, but they're sort of going that way with with receivers moving forward now, or at least it looks like it might be that way. Yeah. Uh, we have 
the Philadelphia Eagles. So we've got Ryan making the Eagles second pick of the first round, followed by the New Orleans Saints. Chris making their second pick of the first round. Ryan, you are. I feel like I've been typecast to have the Eagles. That's not very fair. (laughs) I don't want to make all their picks. I don't want to make all their picks, but I'm gonna. You have the hat and stuff. I have the hat and the jersey. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm pretty sure. If if we if we're good for time, I'll go get it right now. It's only gonna take me five minutes. I mean, Ted, Ted, do you you know maybe just make a pick? I think I'm just gonna make a pick. Um, Good call. Good choice. So it is tempting to. uh, Everybody knows that Ryan likes offense. But uh, I have to be a grown-up here. This is why you brought me on. <laughs> and I think the Eagles still need some defensive help. Uh, it's fairly obvious because, you know, they're not in the... Playoffs? They're not. We'll talk about playoffs? <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So I'm going to go with uh, the Booker T lookalike all the way from Utah. My man, Devin Lloyd with two L's, baby. The guy is an absolute piss missile, and uh, like seriously, he's going to be all over the place, and you're going to love him in Philly. Um, I love him already, so much so that I'm drafting him, and I just hit that button. <laughs> all right, we've got Chris with the New Orleans Saints, and then Ted <laughs> got Seward picking for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boo. Chris. I think Devin Lloyd to the Eagles there is a great pick so I know. thank you good job good job ryan for getting <laughs> something right i'm good at things <laughs> um i mean again the saints i mean we took a wide receiver with the first pick there they still have a need at quarterback they still have a need at uh at tackle with uh armstead moving on to taking his talents to south beach and uh signing with the miami dolphins in the offseason um Again, maybe this is a team New Orleans is looking at, uh, probably not, but maybe they're looking at pushing quarterback till uh, till next year. I don't know. So with this pick from Central Michigan, Bernhard Ryman. Ooh, Tackle. Rayman? Ryman? Rayman. Rayman. I need like the pronunciation thing there. <laughs> the Rainman is off the board. Definitely, I think I think we mark. just coined his new nickname, which is mm, you know mark. pretty impressive uh, for us to give him his first NFL nickname. So uh, all royalties, Bernard Rainman Ryman, uh, come definitely, to us. Definitely Rainman. <laughs> def, 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 definitely Rainman. Uh, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ted is on the clock, followed by oh, Ryan team. once again, and he is picking for the New England Patriots. After oh, my second favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> do you also have a jersey and a hat i don't own any patriots gear i could borrow some from our good buddy rich though he has some no oh, he's got a bit of patriots gear yeah i gotta go to pg that's an eight hour trip so if you guys want to just pause i can go get them <laughs> take a little, little coffee break for eight hours all right uh pittsburgh steelers uh screw those guys anyways this is a really easy pick uh pittsburgh just uh they haven't locked up the punter situation i think it's imperative that they go ahead and draft (laughs) jordan stout from penn state uh if he's somehow gone at this point i think dicker the kicker would be a great option as well 
um, only because I want them to waste that pick in the division. Actually, what really happens though, I think they, they, they probably wanted to go tackle. And I think that they're the guys that they probably wanted are off the board. And then if we're looking at quarterbacks, I, I, I didn't expect Pickett to go that early. And I thought that that would have been a good pit, good pit Pittsburgh pick really. Right. I mean, he stays, he stays there. And I think they probably have had hot eyes on him without even having to send guys and scouts to the game. Right. So I think, that would make sense, but that's gone. Willis is gone. So I have to go with Matt Coral here. I think, uh, you know, another athletic quarterback. They're pretty much all athletic, it seems, at this point. He's, you know, a danger to take it to the house at any point. Um, he's got a rocket launcher arm. I think he's really improved his game. Only 20 TDs last year, but but also only 20 picks. So it will be a bit of a developmental um, project-style pick for them. Um, but I think they have a guy there right now who can sort of hold you know, hold the torch for him until he's ready to, to move up. So although I don't like this pick, uh, I think it's probably a smart one for, for a team like Pittsburgh and, and let's just hope it doesn't pan out. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope things go terribly for you. (laughs) I really hope you like crash and burn. Uh, we got Ryan pick number 21 with the new England Patriots. And then I am on the clock with the green Bay Packers. Ryan, who you got? Oh, man, this is tough. <laughs> this is tough because we all know that Bill Belichick, um, he's, I don't know, he just seems to find these guys that, I don't know, end up being okay in the NFL. Uh, he he actually found Tom Brady. He found him. <laughs> no one else had heard about this guy. Just some flabby white kid that turns out had a pretty good career. Um, you got to get the ball in the end zone. Ryan's going fun mode, and I'm pretty sure uh, I've see, seen a few of this guy's games last season. Uh, we're, we're going wide out, baby. We're going for the hot, hot heat. We're going for a guy that kind of looks, uh, I'm not going to say it. He, he looks a little bit like Jody Fortson, but not quite. Um, <laughs> Jameson Williams from Alabama. Welcome to the New England Patriots. Time to score some TDs, baby. Scoring some TDs. Steve, you're a big Bama fan. Can you tell us a little bit more about Williams? Yeah, he. well, if this happens the way it's happening right now, it's probably because he tore oh, his happening. ACL um, you know, in the national championship game. If he doesn't, he's probably looking higher up there, probably the first wide out taken. Um, he's a, a beast of a, a deep ball threat, which... Um, maybe works for Mac Jones. I'm not really sure if they let him throw more than twice in a game that will definitely work for him. Um, I've heard a lot of stuff saying that Jamison Williams will excel the best. And I agree with this. If he is put in a DK Metcalf like role where he doesn't come in as the one, the wide receiver one where he's got to run every route in the route tree, um, pair him opposite somebody and you've got the best secondary option in the NFL. Um, and you can just let him take the top off defenses uh, and let another wide receiver kind of do those dirty underneath things. But at that late in the, the first round, I think that's a great value pick. Um, it's a steal. Some would call it. I, I would say it's a steal. Uh, definitely. So we've got me with the green bay packers here and then chris gets to pick for his divisional foe the arizona cardinals um Great. you you really sewered ted and i you big jerk look <laughs> you hit a randomized button ryan gets first pick you get the cardinals suck it up 
So, yeah, man. You get to be BFFs with Kyler Murray. It's fine. <laughs> I couldn't do a whole draft of, of taking defensive linemen either, so I had to throw some order, early quarterback picks in there. <laughs> um, if I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers, the biggest glaring need they have is wide receiver. And, um, you know, there's a lot of phenomenal wide receivers left on the board. They just never pick wide receivers in the first round. So why would I pick a wide receiver in the first round? Now, if Ryan had this pick, he's picking a wide receiver in the first round. It's Um, guaranteed. It's guaranteed. There's no question about it that Ryan is throwing some chaos. Um, Who's the next Jordy Nelson? That's what we want to know. That's right. (laughs) I know know the Packers could use uh, offensive line help. Um, They still like running the ball with those that big two headed monster uh, with uh Aaron Jones there's my blank for the for the day I even have him in fantasy football and I forgot his name uh and Quadzilla sorry Ted but the Quadzilla does not belong to you um I see a a clear tackle on the board here that you could pair opposite Bakhtiari um I'm picking Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa pro football focus gave him a 99.9 percent run block grade um which is the highest ever um he's just he's a monster he is a mauler he finishes everything um and i think he fits in perfectly with that offensive line for the packers so trevor penning northern iowa i had him going earlier if that counts for anything so what you're saying is i just got a steal you got to steal. Man, yeah. we, we are stealing this draft, Ryan. The other two, you guys suck, but Ryan and I are getting some steals. <laughs> uh, I, I, made a little, I made a fun little comment. The Packers also need confirmed vaccination status, and that's still on the board. So, if, uh, Still available with uh, their Apparently that's round. something they should be picking up. Don't worry. They've got another first-round pick, Ryan. Don't spoil my oh, secrets perfect. yet. Per- I, I take it back. Then. Uh, pick number 23, Arizona Cardinals. Chris picks that, followed by Tim. Head with the Dallas Cowboys. Chris, Perfect. who are your foes getting? Can't pick a punter. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals definitely have uh, some needs on the interior offensive line here. Uh, they have some needs at guard. They have some needs at center. I mean, they have Rodney Hudson at center, but he is getting a little older. Um, so, you know, maybe looking at, at replacing him for the future. Uh, there's a guy like Tyler Linderbaum sitting on the board right now. Uh, Zion Johnson is sitting here as well. So maybe those are some needs, especially, you know, we mentioned Aaron Donald earlier. Uh, of course, the Seahawks in in this scenario have taken uh, Jordan Davis. So interior offensive line might have just gotten a lot more important for the Cardinals. Uh, but I'm going uh, to the other side. Uh, I'm going defensive line, the Georgia Bulldogs, Devontae Wyatt. Whoa. That's a good pick. I think, I think a lot of people had him higher on the board before uh, the off-the-field issues of kind of muddied up his draft position a little bit but undoubtedly uh, a phenomenal player him and Jordan Davis just tore the league up um again another one of those ones I'm, I'm having a hard time grading where all these guys go because they were just so stacked with talent uh we've got America's team the Dallas Cowboys Ted is picking and then I am picking with the Buffalo Bills at 25 Ted who you got so <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's funny with your comparison that you made, Rodney Hudson, because uh, I think this guy compares really favorable, favorable to Rodney Hudson too. So 
Uh, I'm going to have uh, Dallas selecting Zion Johnson. Um, I think that does only good things for their run game. And I honestly think that he could end up having the best career of any lineman that's any offensive lineman that's in this draft. Um, kind of pegged as a guy who's really strong, a bit of a road grader and a grappler, but not super athletic. And I think personally that he actually compares pretty well to a guy like Joel Batonio, who currently plays for the Browns, who's just graded out as a, as a, as a, you know, a, an NFL all pro. So uh, I think, um, when we're looking at a guy like this, I think the potential is there for him to have a long career. And I think that it is a high floor, but I think he actually has a higher ceiling than he's probably given credit for. So Zion Johnson would be my pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Great pick. Um, can I say lovely coach, Ted? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so back, Steve. Steve, Steve hey, Zion Thanks Johnson to the Dallas Cowboys, which I think is a no-brainer. Um, and sort of I'm making a little bit of comparisons to Joel Batonio for a guy that maybe is a little more sneaky athletic than you think. Uh, did you say Zion? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good pick. Thanks for not hosting. Appreciate that. Hey, no worries. Uh, sometimes you have kid emergencies and uh, their show turns That's the off. the way she goes. Yeah. And you, you got to run when they say uh, jump. Okay. Right. Um, I'm on the <laughs> clock here with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, Chris, you're next with the Tennessee Titans. The Bills are in an interesting position here. Really kind of complete team. Uh, they also need defensive line help or could use some. So if, you know, Devontae Wyatt wasn't picked there, um, that would be a nice pick. I'm looking at Travis Jones. I really like him. Uh, big guy, moves really quick. But this is my wild card pick. Um, I think they're just missing one thing on the offense to maybe get them to a Super Bowl. I'm taking Brees Hall, running back, Iowa State. A running back Whoa. is going in the first round. Wow. I did not see that coming. And selfishly, I just want that to happen for fantasy football as well because I own the first overall pick, and that would be an excellent place for Brees Hall to win me my second championship in our league. Yeah, that, 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 that's a good pick. That, that's the one weakness Buffalo's had on offense for, I mean, how many years now? I right? can't it has find been... it. Since yeah. Fred Jackson. Yeah. 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 Honestly, yeah, since Fred Jackson. Guy. I miss that guy. <laughs> uh, we've got Chris with the Tennessee Titans, and then I'm back on the clock with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, again, looking at a team here with some interior offensive line needs, um, guard, center, it seems to be pretty common theme for a lot of these teams kind of later in the draft here. Um, they've got a need for some edge rushers, but I think this one is also a no brainer six feet, 187 pounds, senior guy caught uh, 936 yards, 13 touchdowns last year. Also from the Ohio state, Chris Olave. You're really going back to Ohio state for a lot of these picks. eh? I've, Drafted both Ohio State wide receivers already. <laughs> You're just trying Tennessee, to bring Ohio no, State team. So what's going to happen to Tennessee with all with all these wide receivers? Ohio State and uh, Georgia Bulldogs apparently are, are are my two teams today. <laughs> that was my last last pick of the draft, by the way. So we'll see you guys. Oh, Chris gets <laughs> a, an early exit there. Best um, receiver out of Georgia since Muhammad Masakwai. <laughs> Sick name drop. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm on the clock here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, and then I get to pick again for the Green Bay Packers. Um, so hopefully that vaccination status is still on there. The, the Bucks I, I'm are... just checking. It is <laughs> under the, the ST. 
not safety tackle. You guys lied to me for like an hour. Yeah. Safety tackle. That's not even a position. Um, if I'm the Bucks, if I want to get really messy here right now, I'm looking at David Ajabo, who went out in his pro day because I just think, again, the Bucks are a very complete team. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they need a little bit of guard help with, uh, I can't remember who the guy was that they lost uh, to the Bengals. Ryan um, Jensen, he, wasn't it? No, Ryan Jensen re-signed with them. I think, uh, was oh, it okay. Alex Kappa? I think was one of their guards. So I've got Kenyon Green kind of sitting there to replace him on the line. We know Tom loves to be protected. Um, defensive line, they could use uh, some more help to put in there with Vita Vea. So again, I could go Travis Jones. Um, this one to me seems like, you know, a really big luxury pick. Um for them going forward uh there is a tackle on the board who uh, who uh i am going to take instead because i feel like if i'm the bucks i can put him into guard for a year if he if he needs it but uh tyler smith out of tulsa is one of the nastiest run blockers i have ever seen like this guy loves hurting people um, his one big knock was the fact that he had a lot of penalties on him. And, um, when you watch it, some of the penalties, he'll like hook a guy with his arm. Uh, but quite a few of his penalties that he got, I feel like he ran the guy too hard into the ground and they're like, Oh, <laughs> I, mm, I think we like, like we're obligated to throw a flag here. Like too hard, Tyler. Uh, so I'm picking Tyler Smith out of Tulsa to go to the Bucks to help him on the offensive line. Okay. Um, back to me for the Green Bay Packers. And then Ted gets uh, a couple back-to-back picks with uh, Kansas City picking 29 and 30. So I'm the Packers, and uh, I'm still looking at some wide receivers here. Um, they definitely need help. Maybe they think they can get one in the second round uh, to not kind of break that trend of uh, picking a wide receiver in the first round. Um, who, let me see. This is how it's getting. All right, I picked, picked Trevor Penning, so... We're good on the offensive line there. Um, it, let's get a little crazy here. I am going to pick a wide receiver. Get Let, let's get a get little weird. weird. Let's get like super weird. Um, I'm actually picking Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas, as okay. some like to call it. Uh, big physical dude. Um Pair him with Aaron Rodgers. We we know this is Aaron's last couple of years. You got to give him some targets uh, to to win football games with. He likes throwing the ball. So uh, Traylon Burks is my pick. Uh, Ted for back to back picks with the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like that was an off the board pick, but that's like a pretty fun one. That's yeah. uh, another another big body guy too. Like maybe some 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 yak if you match him up against a smaller corner or something like that could be. Right. Yeah, that could be a fun one. He's had a history of doing that with some bigger body guys too. So yeah, that could be a fun one. Yeah, uh, our boy Kyle would probably like that pick. Um, on the clock, Kansas City. 
again, this is a team that's pretty well put together. Um, but there's a guy that I've had my eye on that's kind of fallen a little bit. Um, and I'm going to have the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Uh, like I said, they look pretty good on the line. So Green is a little bit too good to pass up. This is more of a de- developmental guy, the guy that's going to be your next anchor for the next little while. Um, can play a couple of different spots if there's depth and need for that. Um, but eventually there's going to be guys that sort of price themselves out on that line, I think, over the next one to two years. So this is a safety net pick for for Kansas City for the long run. So Kenyon Green in the, in the 29 spot. Uh, 30. Okay. Um, let's get back to having some fun. I think they have to go receiver here at this point. Cheetah's gone. Uh and I think there's an exciting guy on the board. There are a couple of receivers off the board, and I did have I did have my eye on Burke, so that was kind of a funny one. So I'll go the opposite direction, and I'll take Juwan Dotson. Oh, good um, pick. And maybe he doesn't have the yak ability, but I mean, this is a, this is a sneaky, shifty guy that's got good hands, and I could just foresee him sitting in there picking balls through the middle of the field from from Mahomes. So that'll 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 be my fun pick in the back half of the draft here. Yeah, that's Penn a, State. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, just plug and play. You lose the cheetah. Um, you, I don't think you're drafting Jahan Dotson to replace cheetah, but like we were talking about earlier, that price tag that cheetah would have come with, you, you basically have to ask yourself, do you, do you want cheetah and no other help? Or do you want, you know, a Jahan Dotson? I, I also thought you could have went sky more there for, you know, another small shifty kind of guy that can play that role. If they're not totally sold on Nicole Hardman kind of, taking that role uh we got two picks left we've got ryan on the clock with the cincinnati bengals and then ted is cleaning up the draft with the detroit lions at 32 wow that must have met the the Super Bowl last year (laughs) (laughs) the 32nd pick they must have won the super bowl they did not they did not they did not it's because the rams don't like first round picks so we talked about cheetahs I'm drafting a Bengal, which is a tiger. Uh, we talked about Super Bowls, and we're talking about a team that lost the Super Bowl. And you know why they lost the Super Bowl? Because they didn't have about two extra seconds uh, to work with to make sure that uh, Jamari Chase could get a football in the end zone or at least a first down of some kind. Uh, phenomenal Super Bowl. It actually uh, it's nice when those games really come down to the wire, not absolute blowouts. Um, so if you need a few extra seconds on the board... They do need, uh, they do need uh, a guard. They do need a center. And Tyler Linderbaum is still on the board here. So the Bengals, because they're smart, will draft him. And maybe that'll buy them an extra three seconds or less. And maybe they do win the Super Bowl this coming year. So uh, Tyler no, Linderbaum don't. is going to be my pick. I mean, we all think, like, man, if he would have just had like one more second. And, I mean, two, two seconds in the NFL is an eternity. Um, when the ball's in play so um if it's if it's one more second or one and a half more seconds i think uh that could actually mean the difference between uh joe not so cool and uh super bowl joe so. that was we, we we teed that one up for ryan to give him the easiest pick in the entire draft like that's an it was sitting there i looked i'm like yeah. well I can't pick anyone else. And that's so. the uh, most. Should have gone wide out. <laughs> no brainer pick. Yeah, wide out. Yeah. 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 What do the Bengals need? need? Another receiver. They need dual threats. What about yeah. Tyler Boyd? No, they need <laughs> someone better than that. What about T. Higgins? Yeah, 
yeah. Who's that guy? <laughs> Can he play? Seems good. <laughs> so yeah, All right, thank Ted. you, thank you for gifting me the second last pick with the pro. I really, that's probably one of the most obvious picks at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're the Bengals, you are laughing, running to the podium, uh, picking up a position of need and probably the best rated player maybe left on the board. Uh, Ted, you and are... And there's a fumble! In... Never mind, he's gone. <laughs> you uh, you got the rest of it here, bud. Who's the last pick? So uh, this whole time, for the, at least for the last like 15 picks, I've had Linderbaum rated in this spot. Um, <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, and I, I think that's what Detroit's probably planning on doing, right? There, there probably is like four or five positions that they're looking at, and they're waiting for best player available to fall to them, and uh, sort of hoping that they're going to pick um, one of those BPAs is going to be, you know, either a wide receiver, an edge, or a corner, um, or an offensive lineman, which I think they would have liked Litterbaum here. So, but I think they're happy at this point to also know that they have some possible, you know quarterback needs in the future and knowing that they're not going to have a super high pick next year that they're going to be able to spend towards getting a quarterback. I think they take a chance on a guy that they'll, they'll spend a season with seeing that they can develop and turn into something before ultimately deciding whether or not they're going to, you know, they're going to invest more, more capital into trying to get a quarterback next season. So I think that guy for me for Detroit is Desmond Ritter. Um, Talking about another, yeah, another athletic quarterback, um guy can scramble he's 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 got a you know he's got an arm but it's more about touch throws i think at this point um phenomenal athlete uh, and i think it's just a guy that you probably can spend some time trying to see what you have in that mode and if at the very least he doesn't turn out into a top flight starter there's so many teams that are running multiple quarterback schemes and and you know, plays where a guy that can like this can take advantage. So a Josh Jobs was a comparison early on that I think possibly could have turned out. And he's with Cleveland now where they're probably going to utilize his skills as well. So even if he doesn't ever turn into the player that they want him to be, I think he will be a, a, still a useful roster, roster piece for them. Well, boys, we did it. All 32 teams have made a pick. Uh, Ryan has not sewered any teams too badly. I- I did a pretty good job. <laughs> um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to post this uh, on Twitter, our, our draft, and we'll uh, we'll see who gets raked over the coals for their stupidity. Or maybe they're going to say, you guys should be the next GMs of all of those teams. Uh, in which Billy case, my phone, my, my phone is open for those. Um, maybe before we end here, is there anybody still left on the board that if you are picking at the top of the second round, you are giddy af as the kids like to say uh chris let's uh let's start with you is there anyone anyone just sitting there that you're like i can't believe you guys did not pick him nicobe dean is still on the board which is just wild andrew booth jr was another one that was was kind of shocking to me um kyler gordon is another guy that a lot of people are, are mocking to go in the first round so Definitely three defensive players um, that are still still available that I think a lot of teams are going to be really, really happy to see. I mean, David Ojabo is another guy, right? Right. I mean, he he could go in late in the first round. Like you said, Tampa Bay could t- make him as a as a luxury pick type type deal. Um, so a lot of teams are going to be really happy to get o- Ojabo in the second round. Uh, Ryan, any anyone sitting there? You, you can, I know Chris rattled off a whole bunch of people, but are there anyone that... Uh... 
your your yeah, all the, the people. Thanks for saving some. <laughs> I uh, I don't know a lot about this guy, but I'm assuming he's going to be kick ass when he does make it to the NFL. Travis Jones out of Connecticut sounds like he's a he's a real beef eater nose tackle. So we're going to hear a lot about him, I'm sure. So Ted, uh, yeah, I'll go back to another lengthy receiver and take George Pickens for this one. I think that. Um, another Georgia guy, which up until the last little while hasn't really had a long history of producing, you know, high end receivers. But I think the mold is changing after the last little bit here. And I think a guy like Pickens could fit in real nicely as, as a guy who, who could be like a number three or four receiver and then slot in as your, your wide out or red zone threat. So he, it wouldn't surprise me in a rookie year if he's one of those guys that ends up with like five or 600 yards and still has like five or six TDs. Um, so Pickens will be my guy that I'll take for that spot. Yeah, those are all really good picks. Um, I, I agree with all all of those. Um, Travis Jones, uh, a bit of a shocker. It was a few different places I really wanted to pick him. Um, Andrew Booth Jr., like Chris said, I think is a, a big miss. Uh, Kair Elam, um, another corner there. Um, not as many edge rushers went in this mock that I thought. I thought I would have seen some of those Teams with edge needs, uh, Boy Mafe or Aaron Ebiketti, uh, two really good, interesting picks. If the board fell this way, I think we would see the wildest second round we've ever seen. Because I think there's just so much talent in the, those first 10 picks uh, where you're, you're going to see a lot of movement uh, for teams. So... Uh, we're out of time here, boys, but, uh, sorry, before we go, oh, I want to ask if, if, uh, there's anyone that surprises you that went. In oh the first yeah. Round. Yeah. We should probably hit Bo, that up. Bo Levi Mitchell. I can't believe you went. <laughs> second uh, for uh, me, it's three quarterbacks, three quarterbacks in the first round. Um, I, I'm also going to call myself out here. Uh, I would be surprised to see Brees Hall go in the first because I think if Buffalo needs him, I think there's a way they could trade up in the second uh, to get him. But that's kind of just like my wild card pick, knowing that the they've been missing on running backs and need one. Ted, who's your surprise of the first round? And it was four yeah. quarterbacks, Steve. I mean, yeah, was it, four was quarterbacks. Was it four? Who did I, I miss? Uh, Sam Howell. Oh, maybe I missed Howell. Yeah, I think this is a real easy one for me. For me, it was it was Brees Hall, right? I mean, this is a luxury pick. It's a running back. I mean, traditionally, we're seeing quality running backs go in the second round. Look at Nick Chubb, right? Um, but that being said, it, it goes to the right team, a team that doesn't have any drastic needs and, and calls out, you know, running back as a position where they could fill and it'd be really useful. So although it was a shock to me to see Brees Hall go, it makes perfect sense to Buffalo. Yeah. Ryan, any surprises? I mean... Again, all stupid. <laughs> the, the NFL draft isn't my strong suit, but uh, I mean, a guy like like Tyler Lindenbaum, if he's if he's going that late, if he's this good of a player, how do you fall to the freaking thirty first pick? So, again, I, the the actual draft is always super interesting, and you know we all get excited because of fantasy football and who's going where and which you know which offensive prospects are going to be going. But um, the actual game of football, obviously, there's a lot of the technical needs. And a guy like that, like I said, if he's that good, how does he fall to the 31st pick? Yeah, it's, yeah. Kind, of, it, it's kind of interesting, too, because every single first round, there's someone that gets picked who is like way down on everybody's draft board. Like someone always takes and it usually happens, you know, in the 
you know, 20s to 30s where you're like, what? Who did you just pick? And I, I don't necessarily know if we had any of those in there, um, but you can, you know, bet, bet your coffee that someone is going to get picked late in the first where you're like, why did they pick them there? Like, why reach that far? Uh, Chris, who's your surprise? Uh, Tyler Smith to Tampa Bay. Um, I don't think I've seen Tyler Smith mocked in the first round in any of the mock drafts that, that I, I've been doing. I think he's in that second to third kind of kind of range. Um, so, yeah, that was for sure the, the, the biggest shock for me. I, I know you said it was a, it was a luxury pick and and Tampa can kind of go anywhere with 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 that pick. Um, but, yeah, that one that one definitely threw threw me off guard. Or off tackle, maybe <laughs> off tackle. <laughs> Well played. Look at this well guy. Um, boys, thanks for joining us. Uh, Ryan, you're still a Bengal as a tiger. So uh, yeah. I guess uh, what, what's what's on the up and up for, for Ryan? How's, how's your golf game going? Oh, it's getting really good. I haven't been for an actual round yet. Working on that. Working on that. Baseball season's good. Baseball season's good, as you guys can attest. So we're doing that. Uh, on our show, we've, we do have a, a big guest this week. Um, Ted probably won't be there for that one, but uh, we, we've, we've got, uh, we'll have maybe a call in or, or some, some pre-recorded tape <laughs> of, of said things, but uh, no, definitely one you're going to want to watch for sure. Um, I mean, our hockey season on our side of the board is definitely going to wind down. Uh, I think there's going to be on the network. Uh, there's a playoff show that we're hoping to get started again, the playoff pricks like we did last year. Um, that was, did really, really well. So probably have to get you guys in there too yeah and uh let everyone know when and where they can catch your show this week uh you can catch it we we got rid of myspace we figured that wasn't working out so. <laughs> no aol connections uh, yeah uh you can chime in live using icq <laughs> icq <laughs> uh you know we're on YouTube. we've got our youtube page the pp1 podcast we've got our facebook as well as you guys do um if you're just scrolling through and want to have a quick little uh peek in on twitter uh, you can catch us there. Obviously, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, like any other good podcast would be, as as you guys are. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks, thanks for having having me. I can't speak for Ted. So, Ted, <laughs> um, as you like to coin the phrase, your shameless plug time. How's uh, how's your CrossFit stuff going? Oh, CrossFit's good. Yeah, we're training for uh, uh, Olympic weightlifting event for the end of May. So. Uh, it's hard right now, but it's easy because there's not a lot of cardio going on, which is where I really struggle. So, <laughs> so those days of having to feel like you're going to puke on the floor, I haven't seen one of those for a little while. Maybe skip the days where you do double unders or something like that. So that's fun. Uh, heading to, to Portland on Tuesday. Uh, nice. So we'll go visit Oregon. We'll hit some craft breweries and things like that. Maybe we'll go visit Voodoo Donuts. I think that's probably a must. Heck yeah, uh, and probably going to even be around to to check out a Hillsborough Hops game versus the Vancouver Canadians. So, yeah, let's go. We'll pick up some uh, maybe some baseball gear for for the squad. We'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Whatever I can fit back in my suitcase. So, yeah, stoked. Other than that, the the podcast is doing good. Uh, PP one. Uh, Ryan and I kind of bringing it each week to talk Canucks hockey and a little bit more. Move on from that. Um, obviously Thanos is coming up pretty soon for us, oh. which I'm stoked about the four of us. Are we going to do it like a draft a post draft Thanos show? <laughs> we should do one. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Why not? Be fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm on no, it's 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 all good. So yeah, I think there's there's lots of exciting stuff coming on the on the horizon for for obviously for you guys and for for us as a, a quartet. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for for that. And then as always, Mr. Phillips, uh, the last words. Yeah, uh, Ryan, Ted, thanks for joining us, guys. It was uh, it was fun as always. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their uh, rest of their sunny afternoon here in the Okanagan um, or wherever you may be. I hope it's sunny. Uh, and yeah, give us a follow over on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. You can find me at Phillips Chris twelve. Don't forget, Steve. We are of course the Ballhawks podcast presented by the Dean Blundell Network. And as always, guys, go Hawks. Peace. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.